0: The Richmond Theater Critics Circle. Curtain call. A discussion of all things theater with Richmond critics and occasional guests. Welcome to Curtain Call, Act Seven, Scene Two. I'm Jerry Williams from Sifter. And Julinda Lewis with RVA Art Review. And it looks like it's just going to be you and me today, Julinda, to start the uh, seventh season off. Unfortunately, a couple of our other critics were not able to get to the only show that we're going to talk about today, which is I Love You, You're Perfect Now Change, which is at Twift Creek Mill Theater through October 23rd. And as you and I both know, we were getting ready to go see that literally a year ago. Yes. When they were shut down by COVID. They were four days away from opening.
1: Now, was it the same cast at that time?
0: I think there was one change in the cast and I don't know who it was. I didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, Pretty much overall, I think it was worth the wait.
1: Definitely.
0: And it was a perfect welcome back to the theater
1: type of show. I mean, it wasn't something that made you have to think a lot. We just sat there and laughed and smiled and had a wonderful time.
0: They had a great reception beforehand for a few minutes, which was kind of nice too, to get everybody back in the spirit and celebrate the renovations after the big flood. And we got to see that. And I actually went downstairs to see the basement to see how they had read. Yeah.
1: I didn't get to go down, but the part that I saw looks amazing. Everything looks beautiful and it's all nice and fresh. There's no sign that there had been a horrific flood there. Right. Right. And the artwork, I mean, They have, what, 60 pieces?
0: Ironically, Baxter Perkinson, who is the namesake for the Baxter Perkinson Center for Art and Culture, which I'm going to be talking about, After this review, we'll save that for that. But he actually did those paintings, too, which are later going to be in a new building.
1: Very prolific painter. I mean, what he did, 400 paintings during the pandemic, he used his time wisely.
0: Yeah, well, being a dentist, you can't really get in people's mouths too much during (laughs) COVID. So anyway, this musical, it examined relationships. It starts out on first dates. Then it goes into marriage and family and beyond. I don't want to give too much away. And it's all basically just sketches, little short sketches. There's usually a song involved. You probably noticed as soon as I did, pretty much in the very first song, when one of the guys says something about using a vegan scrub, I'm like, wait a minute, that wasn't done in 1970. And then he says, Google. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. And it is in the program. They have revised the show to this version, which has new songs, some new lingo and references that of course we all get today. Uh, which made it a lot more fun.
1: There were also references to the VMFA and Joe's N played a featured role.
0: (laughs) And Tinder and lots of the other Mm -hmm. modern things in the world. The ensemble handled it very well. They were energetic. They had good timing. Everybody had moments where they stood out, I thought. I think the hilarious highlight of the whole evening was when Luke Shares came out as the inmate to do his scared straight. That was really funny.
1: That was absolutely the most outrageous scene. And then his prosthetic teeth fell. I know. To- <laughs> And he just pushed them back in and kept on talking and didn't miss a beat. It was hilarious.
0: I guarantee you they're going to keep that in if it wasn't planned, which it may have been. Uh, Rachel Mars, her fashion shamed bridesmaid number that opened act two in that hideous green dress that was probably her highlight that was very funny
1: if mara lynch cravey does not get some kind of mention for that ugly dress it was (laughs) as if they took all the ugly from every bridesmaid dress ever and put it in that one dress oh my but since you mentioned um rachel mars one thing i have to say her expressions and her physical comedy was just so beautiful and over the top that at times I was starting to compare her to a uh, classic Lucille Ball.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, she did. T- and actually her closing number where she played a little old lady was very sweet. We didn't mention kind of this is there's lots of spot on observations and witty rhymes. The, the lyrics are very clever, but there is some genuine emotion. And that's I was going to mention the other two actors, Nicole Morris Anastasi. Her first dating video was started out kind of funny and still had humor in it got very touching by the end. And then yes. Ian Page had that very sweet number, shouldn't I be less in love with you? So there were a mm-hmm. few, not heavy moments at all, but a little more tender moments, which gave it a little more complexity and more depth. It
1: some balance and complexity that kept it from being just fluff.
0: It's interesting. Of course, Tom With was the director as he often is down there. And there was nobody listed as choreographer. And there's of course quite a bit of movement. I'm assuming Tom must've done that. You know,
1: Nicole Morris Anastasi does a lot she of is choreography. A So I was wondering if she had a hand in some of that, but she didn't get a credit. Right? Nothing was mentioned in the program about that. So
0: there were some very clever stuff that the, some of the choreography at the dinner table when it was the family. And of course, when the family was in the car and the car split all up and spin around in the four office chairs, there were some very delightful moments. Yeah. And I would assume those have to be Tom's. Yeah.
1: The, the four chairs choreography was brilliant.
0: Uh, let's talk about some of the tech elements. Tom with also did the set, which was kind of a room. I called it a room ish that just kind of was a, a, a nice looking space. To put things in front of and to bring props in and out.
1: It was very kind of just like plain and ambiguous. And when I first sat down, I looked center stage and I said, well, is that a headboard or is it a fireplace? That was answered in that scene at sexy time when yeah, we found yeah. out what it really was. Yeah, I figured
0: it was going to get pulled out at some point. The, the bed was going to get pulled out at some point. Let me make sure I say that right. <laughs> <laughs> Even though the set was relatively simple, Joe Durand, who's their lighting designer, dressed up that stage. I mean, he added some color and some focus, and it really gave that set yeah, a little more depth. Absolutely. Shelly Johnson provided the uh, music and the band, of course, behind the stage. They did a nice job, too. So I thought overall, this was a very clever show. That's the word that kept coming up to me. The lyrics were so clever. And the performers and the staging brought it to life, brought it to heart, actually.
1: I used to dislike the word clever. I must be getting old because I agree with you. Also,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sometimes disappointed when I agree with you, Jerry. But in this case, I can't help
0: it. Yeah, we both had a great time. Well, we have been talking about I Love You, Your Perfect Now Change, which is at Swift Creek Mill Theater through October 23rd. I'm now Zooming with the Artistic Director of the Broken Leg Theater, Heather Miles. Heather, welcome to Curtain Call. Hello there. How are you today? I'm doing great. As you know, I met you when I went down to the Baxter Perkinson Center for the Arts and Education to talk to Julie Fulcher Davis about Illuminated Stage Company and then discovered, wait a minute, there's this Broken Leg Theater Company down there too. First of all, what's the difference between... Illuminated Stage Theatre Company and Broken Legs Theatre.
2: One of the things that we have in common is that, of course, we're both wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and we are both home theatre companies there at the Perkinson Center. Uh, the Illuminated Stage is the professional theatre company
0: right. at the Perkinson
2: Center. And Broken Leg Theater is the community theater.
0: By the way, I have to ask, did Jill know when you came up with the name, that was going to be a sandwich, BLT? I have to say, <laughs> I was the
2: one who came up with the name for the theater company. And it was one of those just clever and also heartwarming things. Doesn't everybody love a good BLT? I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a vegetarian, so I'll take exception, but whatever. So how did y'all get started? How did BLT, the Broken Leg Theater, get started?
2: Back in about 2013, I directed a community theater production of Annie, and I worked with a huge team of youth actors and their amazing parents. And struck up a kinship, a friendship with some of them. So together, we put our heads together and decided, hey, this is something that we want to do. We wanted to make sure that we were working with children. We wanted to make sure that we were inclusive.
0: You mentioned a lot of things in there that I want to unpack, like talking about being kid shows and professional versus community. But let me ask you first: What's your background in theater?
2: I was a little nerdy theater kid. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's basically where we all. Um, I went on to do theater at uh, my middle school and high school. I graduated from Thomas Dale High School, which is now the Specialty
0: Center for the Performing Arts. Broken Leg Theater's been around since 2013, is that correct? 2014. 2014, okay. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that you wanted to focus on children, but I know that you have adults in the show, so has that evolved over time? It's always been sort of a mixed
2: bag. It was important to us not only that we involve children in our theater, but also for actors who, like myself, who had taken a break and wanted an opportunity to be back on the stage. We have some kids who have been in 15, 20 shows. And we have some adults who've never been in any. So regardless of your experience level, regardless of your age, everybody has a home at Broken Lake Theater. Do
0: you have any stories about any of the uh, young people who started there and have gone on to fame and fortune?
2: (laughs) Well, with only seven seasons, uh, it's hard (laughs) to have too much of that. But we do have some of our actors who I I can't claim that they got their start with us, but they certainly have dabbled on the Broken leg Theater stage, if you will. Some names that you might recognize, uh, Rafe Wynn, who was in 13 at Cadence, and he's also done some other Richmond Theater Um, Hannah Riggs, she was also in 13 at Cadence. Lucy Cottle, who was in Tuck Everlasting at Virginia Rep, has done a a Broken Leg Theater show.
0: And she was actually nominated for Most Promising New Performer
2: one year, too. Peyton Robertson, who was in The Spelling Bee at Dogwood Dell. He's now a young young adult, and he has gone on to do The Little Mermaid at Fort Lee. We also have some crew members who have gone on to be incredibly successful.
0: Now, it is community-based, and anybody can be involved, which is wonderful, but I know when I read on the FAQs, there is a cost involved. Explain how that works.
2: We strive to keep our theater as non-fee based as possible because we think that everybody should have an opportunity to experience it without high fees. Um, However, we are a nonprofit, so of course we need to make money somewhere. The way that we raise funds for each of our productions, we ask each actor to sell ads in our program. One actor is a $25 ad, that's the requirement. Uh, We cap that out at $40. So if a family of 10 comes in and and participates in a show, they only have to sell $40 worth of ads. I see. If you don't want to be bothered selling ads for $25 or $40, you can simply opt out of that and just give $25.
0: And of course, they're not, again, since it is community-based, they're not being paid to be in the shows either.
2: Unfortunately, no. We often have
0: casts as large as 70 People, it would be wow. impossible to pay all of them. So, how do people get involved if they think, you know, I haven't done it in years, I want to get back into it, or I've never done it, and maybe I'll like it? Our website is up and active, brokenleg theater.org. The recently retired Style Magazine named you in their best of the number one theater in town, which was interesting because I had several people say, Who is broken leg theater? <laughs> So that's kind of cool. So I guess, again, you've got your folks behind it to get out there and and vote and and make that happen.
2: Not only did we win this season, this is actually our fourth win in a row. Wow. Wow. All of that, of course, is in thanks to the people who support us and who believe in what we're doing. We certainly know that we can't compete with the big names like the Virginia Rep, but we certainly do think that we have a place in the theater community. And it makes us feel really good that we have been given this honor now four years in a row.
0: So what's next for Broken Leg Theater? You have this great new home. Are you going to be doing your rehearsals there? And do you plan to expand your seasons or expand your offerings now that you've got this permanent space?
2: Right now, we do not have plans to expand our season because while, yes, we have an amazing, beautiful home at the Perkinson Center, space is a commodity there. We are not the only ones who need to use that beautiful facility our season is three shows we have the adams family which is coming at the end of october we have midsummer night's dream which will be in february and we also have aladdin jr which is coming in may and aladdin jr we do one
0: show a season that is all children obviously it's written for that too since it has the junior Mm -hmm. in the title. Right, right, right. Yep. This has been fascinating. It's interesting to uh, to learn about BLT. Does everybody call it BLT, by the way? Is that pretty much a standard thing? Absolutely, yes. (laughs) Even as a vegetarian, it's great to learn about BLT. And I'll actually be down in the theater On Friday night, we're recording this the week before Illuminated opens on the 17th. I hope I'll see you in the audience at the opening of their show next Friday night.
2: I'll be in the box office. and I'll be looking forward
0: to seeing you. Okay, good. I hope I'll recognize you with the mask. I've been talking to Heather Miles, who is the Artistic Director of the Broken Leg Theater, which is now one of the theaters that is located in the Baxter-Perkinson Center for the Arts and Education. And that's it for this week's Curtain Call. I'm Jerry Williams from Sifter. And I'm Julinda Lewis with RVA Art Review. For extended
1: podcasts and complete reviews, visit the Richmond Theatre Critics Circle website at artsies.org.